All right, good evening, everybody. Let's learn some Torah. We are up to the bottom line on Daf Lamed Vav Amad Beis 36b. Today's Daf is Lamed Zion. Bottom line, we're up to Tonu Rabbonon. The rabbis learned in Soshui, very bottom line again of Lamed Vav Amad Beis. Here we go. Zokt the Gemara. The Gemara says, Ein Tonu Rabbonon, Ein Oifin Passover Bepesach. A person should not make Passover on Pesach. Okay, now, if you translate the words Passover literally, which the Gemara is going to come onto a very big Chiddush and really change the meaning of Passover. But if you translate the word Passover, Pass is bread, Ava means thick. So it seems from the Brizer, you should not make very thick matzahs. You shouldn't make very thick matzahs. This is the opinion of Beishamai that your matzah shouldn't be too thick. That is the current understanding. Top of today's daf. And Beisol says, ain't no thing like a chicken wing. No problem at all. You can have a thick matzah. Okay. Now, the kama pasav. What would be considered a thick matzah? A thick bread? Look at my fist. A tefach, over three inches thick, your matzah is allowed to be. Shekei motzinu belechem aponim tefach, the lechem aponim, which were not allowed to be chametz, were still a tefach thick. So you see, a tefach thick dough baked, no problem. Beautiful, right? We're all ready for lafas on Pesach right now, yeah? Very soft, kishmaka lafas, right? Like the Sephardim. Maskefla Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, whoa, 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 whoa. You want to prove that a matzah... You're allowed to make your matzah on Pesach a tefach thick because you find the lechem aponim, which weren't allowed to be chametz either, can also be a tefach thick. That was the potential raya of Rabuna. Maskefla Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef is going to challenge this for multiple reasons. And he says as follows. What's the proof from the Lechem Aponim in the Beis HaMikdash to the general Hilchas Matzah, he's going to say our classic, uh, our classic rebuttal. He says, Imam Rubi's reason, maybe in the Beis HaMikdash they allowed it to be a tefach thick because the Kahanim know how to be careful about uh, ensuring it does become chametz. Are you going to let every year make, thought, make, make such thick matzahs? And also, the halacha was, Rashi says a fascinating thing, the dough for the lechem aponim had to be beaten multiple times, hundreds of times. And when you beat dough, that forces the leavening process to stop. So just because they, they allowed thick bread, thick uh, lechem aponim in the Beis HaMikdash, maybe it's because it was beaten so many times, hundreds and hundreds of times, are you going to say the same thing about every person's matzah that's not beaten hundreds of times? Maybe we're more concerned about an average Joe's uh, matzah, about it becoming chametz if it's so thick. In we know the firewood in the Beis HaMikdash was very dried out, and therefore the flames were very hot, and it cooked everything faster. You're going to say the same thing about standard firewood that has a little bit of moisture, that perhaps doesn't attain such a high level of heat, and maybe doesn't bake as fast. And also, we know the lechem aponim was baked in an exceedingly hot oven. It was left for days at times. 
Yom Rubatan or Tzayin, you're going to say that about a standard oven. Well, it literally means a cold oven, but it means a colder oven, right? In Yom Rubatan or Shalmatachas, also the metal, hot metal oven was used in the base of Mikdash. Yom Rubatan or while a standard home oven was made out of uh, pottery, earthenware, that didn't get so hot. So asks Reb Yosef a very strong, legitimate, challenging question to Ravuna. We had a question, uh, we said that the, uh, how thick is a, uh, uh, how thick is this Passover? Ravuna says it's a tefach and I'll prove it to you for the Beis HaMikdash. Says Reb Yosef, I'll show you four reasons why it should be different than the Beis HaMikdash. First of all, people aren't as careful as the Kahana. Second of all, it's not beaten like the way it's on the base of Mikdash. Third of all, the firewood is not as hot. Um, I'm sorry, it's five reasons. Third of all, the firewood is not as hot. Fourth of all, the oven's not as hot, the oven itself. And fifth of all, the, the, it's, the oven's made out of a different material. So the Gemara agrees that this is not a good explanation of Passover. And watch what's about to happen. Omar of Yirmiya Baraba Sheilis as Rebbe Biyichud. I asked my Rebbe Biyichud means like personally, okay. And Rashi says it was it means directly. So I was directly at this conversation. Umanu Rebbe Akadosh refers to Rebbe Akadosh, the author of the Mishnah, and I asked him my Passover. What is this Brisa when it says that you can have Passover according to Beis Hillel, but you can't have according to Beis Shammai. Listen to this, it does not mean thick bread. You know what it means? Pas Meruba. It means a lot of different chalas. Ova doesn't mean that the loaf itself is thick. It means that the floor of the oven looks thick because I'm baking so much at once. Va'amai karele Passover. So if we're talking about a lot of matzahs and not thick matzahs so why'd you say thick matzahs the Gemara says Mishum Belisha because it gets thicker while you need it meaning if you have a lot of matzahs that you're making you're going to have a very thick large dough and then you're going to cut up that dough into smaller matzahs so I'm calling it thick, not referring to the matzo while it's baked. We're referring to the dough prior to the matzo being baked. It's a lot of dough for a lot of matzo. Says the Gemara, my timer. So now that we, um, uh, I'm sorry, Mishum Mishom, or another reason is, or you could just say that was the, that was the lingo. You know, the vocabulary of this Tana, when he wrote the price, they called Passover a lot of bread. You know, a thick bread. That's what they referred to. Okay, fine. But now the bottom line is, now that we've explained that Passover means a lot of pas, so think about this. One second. According to this, Beishamai is, is not allowing me to bake a lot of matzahs in my oven at once. Even if it's very thin. I'm not allowed to bake a lot of chalas. A lot of matzahs. According to Beis According to Beis Hillel, it's okay. Now the Gemara is going to try to understand the Machlegas. What does the amount in the oven at one time have to do with anything? Ask the Gemara, my time. What's the reason why this should be an issue? If the issue is that it's too much work for Yom Tif. We know that on Yom Tif you're supposed to have Simcha's Yom Tif. 
You're not supposed to be cooking and baking the whole yomtev and busy in the kitchen. You're supposed to be enjoying your time with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with your family. Ah, don't cook so much. Cut it out. Spend some time with the people you love, right? So my area of Pesach, why do we say this is a problem on Pesach? I feel it be yomtev and hami. Any other yomtev, it's also an issue. On Pesach, you can't do this. Why is saying Pesach? It applies to Sukkot and Shavuos too. The Gemara says, You're right. It's not a unique halacha to Pesach that Beishamai finds it to be an issue. The discussion was happening on Pesach. So they were talking concerning Pesach, but the same halacha would apply to Sukkot and Shavuos as well. You shouldn't bake so much uh, at once. And since you see that we're not mentioning Pesach uh, specifically, so uh, you see that it applies to every Yomtev. Now, I just want to take this a step deeper. This Machlaikas will take a step deeper outside because the next uh, Tanur Rabbanon is going to take us uh, uh, into a very fascinating, pretty fast-moving discussion onto Ahmed Bey's as well. And we're just going to be talking about baking different types of, of uh, flour and water combinations and how you bake your matzah, which ones are issued, not issued. So before we get on to that, there's an interesting taisvis. There's a small taisvis on the top of this page that says that there's an, another underlying issue of baking so many bread. In taisvis, Dibra Maschal Basil Matirim says that, we're, that there's, a, there's another underlying issue, which is that you're not allowed to bake on yomtif for more than your yomtif needs. You're allowed to bake on yomtif for what you need for yomtif. You're not supposed to bake more than what you need for yomtif. So Beishama is saying that you're stuck. You're stuck baking what you need. You should not bake anymore. You can't make a lot of matzah. That's what he means. You can't make a lot. You can't make a lot. Why? You might do more. Uh, because you don't need it for yomtif. Says Taisa, it's very interesting. Basil is matir. Basil allows it. You know why? Basham is taka true in halacha. You're not allowed to bake on yomtif for more than your yomtif needs. So why does Basil allow it? See, he says an interesting thing. He says their ovens were very wide, and the more matzahs that you had baking at one time, if you would fill up the oven, and you had more, so that the additional matzahs added heat. And it allowed the matzahs that I actually did need to bake bre- to, to bake better. Therefore, according to Basilel, you're allowed to bake, and it's very interesting, you're allowed to bake additional food if the whole reason why I'm baking that additional food is to enhance my actual yomte food. Very interesting uh, um in, uh, in halacha that... Uh, that uh, this this co- that we come out with over here. Okay, here we go. Right, we are now up to Tonu Rabbonon. The rabbis learned, and so should we. We are on the fourth wide line of Lamed Zion Amud Aleph thirty-seven. A fourth wide line. Here we go. Tonu Rabbonon. The rabbis learned, and so should we. Yaitzin, a person fulfills their mitzvah of matzah. If don't don't get concerned if I don't translate everything right away, because the Gemara is about to translate what each item is. Okay. Bepasnakia with pasnakia literally means clean bread. Okay. Behadra'a 
or with hadra'a, tougher bread, besrikin hamatsuyarim, or with or with matzahs that have shapes. Bepesach on Pesach, Afal Pisha Omru ain't ice and sweet and hamzium Pesach. And even though we said you shouldn't make um uh shapes on your matzah on Pesach, Um Rav Yehuda, Davazashaw Baisis Ben Zain the Khachamim, Sha uh Baisis Ben Zain and Asis the Khachamim Ma'am Roy Nice and Sweekin Batsuyam Bepesach. Why aren't you allowed to make um your uh your matzahs or anything with shapes on them on Pesach Omru Lai Bebnesha Shayalo Machmatza? This is interesting. The reason why you can't do the shapes thing is because when people make shapes for their matzah or for their cake, whatever, your Pesach Dika, whatever, you're going to go slower because you're trying to show a proper image. And therefore the Chachamim say, don't make anything fancy that's going to take time that can lead to potential Chachamim. Omar Lahem. So... Um, they Amar uh, Lehem. He said to them, "Efshar yasena b'tfus." What about using a mold? If I use a mold, so it's ready made. It's not going to take me more time. So maybe you know, may, why, why are you saying that always uh, shrikin when you have the shapes? It's not allowed because take more time. Well, let me use shrikin, uh, but I'll use a mold, and it's not going to take me any longer. What it take? Garnish didn't take any time. And then, uh, you, you know, you got w- a, a one-time imprint. They said back to him, No, I'll tell you why. Because once people see, people, not everybody has a mold. And once people see others with pictures, they're not going to know that it was because of a mold. They're going to think it's taco loud, and they're going to start taking their time, and it could lead to people eating chametz. Because they're, they'll do without a mold. Okay. Um, Rabbi Lazar Bar Tzadik. Rabbi Lazar Bar Tzadik says, Pamachas nechasti achar One time, says Rabbi Lazar Bar Tzadik, one time I followed my father Tzadik into Rabbi Gamliel's house. Beautiful mice. Listen to this story. And they brought him uh, matzah with pictures on it on Pesach. The Shrikan. Amarti, I said to my father Rabbi Tzadik, I said to my father of Tzadik, Abba, Tate, Laikach Amru Chachamim, Ein Oisin Sikhim Shem Bepesach. He doesn't say, Father, you're not allowed to do that, because that's chutzpah. How do you tell somebody who you have to show respect for? You say, Isn't it true that there's a halacha that you shouldn't use Shrikin on Pesach? He opens up a Mishnah Brura, so to speak. And he shows his father Allah. He says, he says, you know, I, I see you. They, they served you shriek and then you're eating it. Why? Uh, you know, I, when I learned the Mishnah Bura, it says you're not allowed. So how do you reconcile this? Amarli, my father said to me, Bani, like, shall call Adam Amru. The whole issue is for bakers to make molds. And to, it's for bakers to make pictures. But an average person isn't. Interestingly, according to this opinion, it's because since bakers need to sell it, they, need, they make sure it's perfect and it takes them longer. But a regular person, oh, you get a little bit of a mistake in the picture here and there, they'll move on with it. They're not going to take their time. Now, the, I think the reason why I think this is a beautiful Misa because it's a big lesson in how to give people Musa. Right? If, if, like I, for, for example, I have a brother-in-law who, when he was in yeshiva, and he would see Bachrim talking during davening, Chashuva people. 
or Abayim, anybody, he wasn't scared. He wouldn't shush them. He would open up a Mishnah Brura to the Halacha, that you're not allowed to talk during davening. And after davening, he walked over to them, he says, I noticed you talking during this, this time of davening, I know you're a Talmud Chacham, how do you reconcile it with this Halacha? And he was serious, he wasn't trying to shove it in their face, and they, they all thanked him, he did it in a respectful way, and they, they appreciated it. You know, they thanked him for his, he's basically, you know, he wasn't coming to them in their face, shh, 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 you know, and then uh, schmoozing everybody else about them. But he showed them, this is the halacha, like, you know, I, I know you're a good person, I know you do the right thing. Hey, the, that's, how, that's how you show covet to somebody when you give them moser, right? We hope people ultimately want to do the right thing. Ika da Amri, there are those who say the opposite way, that we're not strict on the bakers, but hachi Rav Tzadik says, Laishan achtayim amru, that the matzah I was given is actually matzah of a baker, and that's not a problem. Ella shall call Adam. Rather, it's referring to call Adam, referring to everybody else. And according to this opinion, is that bakers will has less of a chance of it being chametz because they're so experienced. Okay, since bakers are so experienced at making these pictures, so that's why there's more room to be lenient. Amar Ravasi, Ravasi says la halacha rakikin. A person is allowed to make. Shrikin pictures on their matzahs when it's when it's rakik when it's like a very smooth and flat like a wafer. Then come in gluskois, but you're not allowed to make shrikin like glos kois, right? Be, meaning, if you're going to, it's a very sfaradika thing. It's very logical. If you have a thicker dough that could become chametz faster, so then you really have to make sure not to be making designs pictures. Because you're you're limited to your time, but if it's thinner, and there's it cooks much faster, so then there's room to be lenient and say, oh, you're allowed to make picture, you're allowed to make shrikin on things that are very thin, because even though it might take you a little longer for the picture, since it bakes so fast, you'll be okay. Period, end of that discussion. Okay, here we go. So that discussed, right? We discussed the fine flour, the coarse flour, the shapes. Now we're going to discuss other types of matzah and its creation. Very interesting situ- uh, scenarios. Here we go. Tanu Rabbanu, the rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis hasuf ganim. When you have suf ganim, v'hadov shonim, suf ganim. Many of us may be familiar with this word from donuts, right? Suf ganiyah. Suf ganim, though, is uh, it's not referring to donuts, but it's referring to a thicker type of dough, as we'll see. Okay, um, and it's a, it's different than your standard bread, and bread that's made with devash. Devash is honey. eskeritin, or eskeritin. Eskeritin Rashi says is is like a very thin batter. The chalas hamarsas, or chala that's made like a marsas. Okay. Which we're going to say, we're, the Gemara is about to explain. It's made in a frying pan. Vahamiduma, or matzah that has chulin uh, uh, and truma mixed. Peturim and achala. All these things, you don't need to separate chala. So we were probably expecting this brisa, this Mishnah, to be talking about what you're allowed to use as matzah, right? But the Mishnah is talking about 
Chal, as we're about to see, whether or not you're chayiv to take challah plays a large role in letting me know whether I can use this batter to fulfill matzah. If, I, if, if it's a chayiv in challah, I can use it for matzah. If it's a type of batter that's not chayiv in challah, I can't. Okay? So have you ever seen anybody separate challah from their Hungry Jack or Aunt Jemima pancake batter? Probably not. Right? Why not? You're mixing flour and water because it's a batter. You don't need to take challah from certain consistencies. Okay? So if it's chayav and challah, you could use it for your matzah. If it's not, you can't. So here we go. Now the Gemara just asks, my chalas hamasres, what is chalas hamasres? Omer of Yeshua Balev, Yeshua Balev, says, Cholot Shabalabatim. This is Cholot of Balabatim. Now, Cholot Shabalabatim is, um, the Gemara is about to explain what it is, but I'll, I'll tell you now, it's, um, it's basically, I don't know exactly how they make pretzels, but you, you kind of boil it first, I think, or some things. You boil it and then you bake it, Okay. You're only chayab on challah for things that you bake. You're not chayab on challah for things that you cook. You don't have to separate challah from your knedel mix. Knedelach. Yeah, it's got matzah meal. Matzah meal, right? You got matzah bo. Right? It's boiled. It's cooked. You don't need to separate challah. If it's baked, that's another rule. Baked, you separate challah. Okay. So, what is challah? Samar says, it's a choshbal this is talking about, you know, uh, dough that they, they, they scald it. They, 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 they put it deep into, they put into water. Um, that's considered something that's fried. He holds that things that are fried are going to be chayov. And the things that are potter are things that are baked in the sun. Now, to f- keep in mind, the fried over here means... Not deep fried. We're dealing with regular fried. Okay? Because deep fried in halacha is usually going to be cooked because the thing gets dunked in. But when you have a flat frying pan, and we're about to explain why a frying pan would be similar to an oven, a flat frying pan, so there's more room to be, uh, uh, to say that it's considered like baking. Says the Gemara, Meisvei, they asked a challenging question. When you have the Sufgan and the Dushanim and the Eskeritim, which we mentioned just before, earlier in the Mishnah, the thick, the, the Sufganiyat, which is not literally a dough, the honey bread, the, the Eskeritim was the, the, the flat wafer. If you make them in a frying pan, Chayav. The Chamopaturim, if it's made in the sun, your potter, Tiyofta, the Rishlokesh, this seems to be. In Upshlag on Rishlokish, because Rishlokish said that frying is considered. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, Rishlokish says frying is not considered baked. Rabbi Yechenon said frying is considered baked. Over here, you see, if you make it in an oven, your Chayav in Chala, you see it is considered baked like Rabbi Yechenon. Kasha on Rishlokish. Omar Ula, Ula says, no, Omar Lach, Rabshim ben Lakish, Rabshim ben Lakish is going to say to us, no, Hacha ben here, what are we dealing with? Sheher siyach ulu hiddik. 
Very interesting. He says it depends how you use your frying pan. If the frying pan is hot first, and then I put my dough onto it, the best way I envision this is that if you ever go to a um, an Israeli-style uh, shawarma place or a, a place that makes lafas in Eretz Yisrael, so they have very hot pans and, and stones, and they, they, make, they have their dough, and then they slap it on. You know what I'm talking about? They, they, they kind of slap it on the walls of the oven, and the lafa bakes. So that's how you use an oven. The oven's already hot. You slap your dough on, it bakes, and then you pull it off. She so says, if the frying pan was preheated, and then I put my tzofganen, devushin, iskarit, and whatever it is, into the previously hot pan. So then it's considered baking like an oven, and you're going to be chayev and chale, as opposed to if I put it in the frying pan while it's still cold, and then I heat up the frying pan once it's there, that's considered frying, it's not considered baking, and you're going to be potter and chale. Says the Gemara, Aval hidvik mai. What would be the halacha? First I attach it. And then I and then I uh, heat it up, and then I heat it up. What is going to be the halacha? How can I be paturim? You say you're not chayav and chala because it's not like baking. But then in the end it says, oh, only if you bake it in the sun, there's no chi of chala. Lift like this, you did us. And the whole brisa is one big walking contradiction. I'll say When do you say? I'm sorry, not a contradiction. Why doesn't the brisa show the difference in and of itself? Meaning. The Brisa says, if you, if you, I, I'm going to say the words of the Brisa outside, okay? Sufganin, Duvshanin, Iskritin, these three types of dough, if you make it in a frying pan, you're potter. If you bake it in the sun, uh, you're chayev. If you bake it in a frying pan, you're chayev. If you bake it in the sun, you're potter. Ask the Gemara, if it's true that a frying pan, follow along, if it's true that a, flying pan, that a frying pan that was first cold and then heated is also putter and chala, so then the Mishnah should say like this, Sufganin, Tavushin, Iskaritin, if it's made in a hot frying pan, chai, if it's made in a cold frying pan, putter. Use the case of the frying pan itself to show us the discrepancy. Why does it say, made in a frying pan, chayev? And the sun is putter. Why are you going out to the sun to show me putter? Tell me if you put it in the frying pan when it's cold, you're putter. I don't have to come out to a case of the sun to show me putter. If it's talking true that there's a difference, again, to repeat, if it's talking true that there's a difference in how you placed it in the frying pan, so then the mission should use that in and of itself. To show me the nafkamin and alacha. Why you give me a case of the sun? Answers the Gemara, you're right. Really, the Mishnah is missing some words, and here's how you're supposed to read the Mishnah. When do we say that you're chayav for putting these things into a frying pan? That's when the frying pan was hot, when you put the dough in. Sheher siach. First it was hot, and then you attach the dough. Then you're chayav and chala. But let's say 
first you put down the dough and then you heat it up the pan, then you're potter. You know why? It's mamish like you first you put it outside in the sun and upturin, you are going to be potter. Period. Ask the Gemara to finish up this topic. Toshma, come and listen. Again, what are we trying to figure out? Whether you're chayev or potter in a frying pan. Whether you're chayev and chal. And if you're chayev and chal, that'll tell us whether I can use it for my matzah. Okay. Toshma. If I put... Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. If I eat matzah that is par-baked. That's the proper word for this. Par-baked. It's a par-baked matzah. So, you fulfill your mitzvah of matzah on Pesach. And guess what? You also fulfill, says the b'risa, you fulfill your chiva matzah with matzah made in a ilfus. What's an ilfus? Frying pan. Reish Lakis just said, matzah in a frying pan is not chayev and chal. So, he doesn't work out with this b'risa. Again, the Brisa is saying that you could fulfill your chi of matzah with matzah that's fried in a pan. It must be there's a chi of chala. And Reish Lakish must be wrong. Answers the Gemara, no. Reish Lakish will say we're talking about a hot frying pan where the frying pan was already hot before I put down the dough. And in that case, he agrees. And he'll agree that's taka chi of chala and that's why you chayi matzah because that's considered... Baking, that's how you bake things in an oven as well. Period. Okay. Alright, so we still have no proof to Reish Lakish or Rabbi Yechanan as to whether this uh, matzah baked in a frying pan is chayav or potter on chal. Okay. But, we did just quote a brisa concerning a par-baked matzah. Interesting. Par-baked. It's like half-baked, right? Gemara's going to say, Ask a question. What, what does that mean? My matzahina. What is a uh, what is a par-baked matzah? Now, if we think to ourselves before we get to an answer, how can you have a par-baked? I mean, won't it become chametz? Right? So, it's got to be a case where it's baked enough that the dough is no longer considered dough to become chametz. Or else, of course, you can't use this, right? Par-baked means, yeah, it's partially baked, but it's baked enough that if you crack open the challah, right, or matzah, you're not going to see any strings of dough. Amar Rava, I know some people like their challah like that, yeah? Some people like the challah with a good crust, some people like it a shtickle raw, not too raw. You know, shtickle raw, you have a little bit of a doughy taste, you know? But not stringy. The same halacha about matzah on Pesach is the same halacha as the matzah needed for the carbon taida. That it's considered baked as long as if you would crack it, you wouldn't see strings of dough. Says the Gemara Pshita. 
I mean, why are you telling me that? Oh, but I'll tell you a big chiddush. The bread of the carbon taida has the same standard as the matzah. Pshita. Halachim ksiv, halachim ksiv. Yeah? So it's lechem by both. So why would I think it's any different? What's your big, uh, what's your big idea? What's your big chiddush? Mar says, Mahu detema, I would have thought to say, since by the carbon taida it says, you should bring her from him top of Ahmed Bey's. You should bring one uh, as a carbon. I would say one means that you can't take anyone that's broken. And I'll say that um, if it's baked so much that it won't be stringy by dough, so then maybe it's like a bunch of separate parts that are put together. Therefore, Rabba lets us know that as long as it can, you can get a clean break, it's okay, and it's considered one, uh, one lechem, one loaf of bread. Period. Okay. Now let's get back to our idea. Let's get back to our idea, the main point of, of since the middle of last Amut, and that was the Machlekes Reish and Rebbechanon, as to what is the status of fried matzah. Right? We had a Machlekes, Status as far as the the chiyuv of taking challah, and in turn whether I can fulfill my mitzvah of matzah with it, with a fried dough. So here we go. Meisvei, they asked the challenging question. Hameisa, we'll wait for a moment to translate this. Beishamai paichin. Beishamai says meisa dough. You, um, you, you. Uh, you don't need a separate chal. Beisol mechayev. Beisol says meisa though you do need a separate chal. They're actually Beisol is strict here. Hachalita, chalita though. I'm not going to translate that yet. That yet either. Beishamai mechayevim. Beishamai there is strict. Ubeisol paitrin. Beisol patrins. So by meisa beishilal is machmir, and by chalita. Be uh be shamay is mach. Ham um says the Gemara Ezo Meisa Beit Chalita. What are these things? What is Meisa and what's Chalita? Answer the Gemara Meisa Kemach Shal Gabe Mugloshim. I find this to be fascinating. I don't know the ins and outs of be, of this this yet. Uh, I wish I knew the Chachma of this. And Meisa is when you take water that's a rolling a little bit of water that's a rolling boil. And you pour your flour into boiling water. That is a special kind of dough that's going to come out of that called meisa. And chalita is when it's the opposite. When I have my flour on the bottom and I take boiling water and pour it on my flour. That's going to come, depending on which one's on top and bottom, has a different name. Chalita is mugloshim shal gabi He holds either way. You're not going to be chayav in chal. Why? So the reason for this is because Herzachayim is fascinating. Remember, we said that anything that is cooked is not chayav in chal. You're not going to separate challah from your knedlach. You're not going to separate challah from your pancakes. Only if it's baked. So Rabbi Yishmol, Rabbi Yaisi holds that when you take the boiling water if since it's already a rolling boil, as soon as it touches the flour, 
it's called the cooking the flour. And even though now I'm going to knead it into a dough and stick it in the oven, that's like baking after cooking. It's considered cooked and you don't have to separate challah. Very interesting. Okay. Va'amrila. And some say, some quote Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi to say the opposite. That no, you are chayev and challah because ultimately the primary thing that was done with it was the baking afterwards. They say if it's made inside of a ilfis, if it's made in a frying pan, you're potter, the tanor. However, if after you pour the water on it, right, or pour it onto the water, you put it into an oven, it's going to be chayav, the tanor chayav, you're going to be chayav on chal. Okay. Now, we're going to come back around to this idea. But keep in mind, we already have a question. And I want to point out what the question is. We just said, if it's made in a frying pan, you're putter. But if it's made in an oven afterwards, you're chai. Now, earlier, Reish Lakish was the one who said, a frying pan, you're not obligated in challah. And Rabbi Yashmol said, you are. So it seems so far, before we continue, that we already have uh, a question on Rabbi Yashmol. All right? Let's continue in the Brisa. According to the Tanakama, who cares if I pour the hot water onto the flour, the flour onto the hot water? That you're right, you know what? It really doesn't make much of a difference whether I take the flour and pour it on the hot water, I take the hot water and pour it on the flour. So why by, by Me'isa was Beishamai Machmir, but by Chalita Beisel was Machmir? Because there's a Machlaikas as to what they hold in general. It was a different person quoting it, right? A different person was quoting this in the first place, but don't get so disturbed about it. Okay, so we're focusing on, that's, that, the, those are the two things. Let's get back to our question. Says the Gemara, Ketoni Mias, here's the Kasha. Bottom line is, we said, If you pour the hot water onto the flour, or the flour onto the hot water, and then afterwards you bake it in a frying pan, what's the halacha? You don't need to take challah if it's in a frying pan. Only betan or chayav to yufta the Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan's wrong. Upslug on Rabbi Yechanan, who holds that a frying pan is still chayav and challah. Answer the Gemara, Omar Lachadechan, and Rechan is going to say to you, Tanoi, you think you're so great by showing a Brysa that argues on me. It's actually a Machlaikas Tanoim. I have my own backup over here, and I'm not blown out of the water, and I'll show you, says Rabbi Echan and Tanya. Because we learned in a Brysa, I would have thought Misa and Chala and Misa and Chalita are always obligated in Chala. Therefore, it says, Lechem, only real bread. Do you got to separate challah from? And Rabbi Yehudah, I mean, Rabbi Yehudah says in the Brisa, "Ain lechem alafu betaner." Bread means you baked it in an oven. If you put a donut into a deep fryer, or you boil it in water, that ain't bread. Bread means you stuck it in an oven. Rabbi Yehudah Hainu Tanakama. Rabbi Yehudah seems to be the same as the Tanakama who said, "Oh." That anything that's lechem, as long as it's called lechem, you're good. He says, "Oh, you stick it up, and that's lechem." Okay, so so what's he adding? Mar says, "No, elalav ma'ase elfus ikabinai." 
The difference is an actual frying pan. Why? Tanakama sover myself is chayav. Tanakama is going to say that frying pan is going to be chayav. Ravuda sover, Ravuda says myself is peturim. So you see, says Rabbi Echelon, I have a Tanakama backing me up. I have a Tana and a Brisa telling me that a frying pan or taka going to be chayav. And uh, it has to be. Otherwise, there's no machlekes in this Brisa. The Gemara says, no. No. That's not a good rebuttal from Rabbi Echen. That's not a good answer for Rabbi Echen. The Kuliyama Maisei Ophaz Paturim. Really, Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda are arguing despite the fact that they agree that a frying pan is potter like Rish Lakish. They agree like Rish Lakish. So why are they arguing? You know what they're arguing about? Is when after I put it in the frying pan, then I stuck it in the oven. I fried my dough. And then I baked the Tanakama Sava. Tanakama says, Kivan it's now that I stuck it in the oven. Lechem Karina It's called bread. It's got, it's got a name bread. And anything that's got the name bread, you got to separate challah. No. Step one has to be in the oven. No such thing as first baking it, then putting it in the oven. No shaykhs. No. That's not called bread. And since first it was fried and then baked, it's not called lechem. Now, if we understand the b'risa like this, Rabbi Yechanan still has no backup. Rabbi Yechanan does not have a tana supporting him saying that frying is obligates you in Chala. What's the reason for Rabbi Yehuda who says that it needs to, that dough needs to initially be put in the oven before it's fried to be chayi v'chala? says um, that uh, there's going to be ten women that bake in one oven, lechem ofu betaner echad kari lechem. Bread that is baked in one oven is called lechem v'shein ofu betaner echad in kari lechem. If it's baked not in one oven, meaning started out in a frying pan, it's not going to be called bread. Period. We still seem to have a question on Rabbi Yechanan and Rishlakish seems to right now be correct that if something is dough that is fried initially, or only is going to be putter in challah. All right, we'll end off today's daf with a story. Here we go. This is going to take us a little bit uh, till two lines from the bottom. Till Amar Avasi. Amar Avasi is going to be a whole new sugya for tomorrow. So here we go. Yosef, Rabbi, Rav Zera, Chori, Rav Zera, Rabbi, and Rav Yosef were sitting behind Rav Zera. Yosef, Rav Zera, Kamidula, and Rav Zera was sitting in front of Ula. Okay, so again, Rabbah and Rav Yosef are behind Rav Zera, and then and then Rav Zera, and then Ula. All right, so three, three uh, rows of benches we'll call. Amale Rabbah le Rav Zera. Rabbah said to Rav Zera, who was in front of him, he says, "Hey, boy, my name Ula. Please ask Ula in the next row." What is the halacha if you put, if you heat it up one side of a frying pan and instead of putting the dough on the heated up side, you put it up on the colder side? So he asked, so, uh, 
So Rav Zera says to Rabba, you want me to ask Ula this question? My Emole, why do you want me to ask that question? The Iaminole, if I do ask the question, Omar Li, Ula is going to say to me, Hai Nihu Maise Ilfis. That is the story of a frying pan. Whatever halacha of a frying pan is, is going to be the halacha. You pass it like Rish Lakish, pass like Rish like Lakish, so you can't use your matzah for it, and it's not going to be Chayav and Chali. Pass like Rish and it will be. Omar le Rav Yaisef le Rav Zera. So Rav Yaisef, the other Amira sitting on the third bench, says to Rav Zera in middle, Rabbah had asked Rav Zera to ask this question. Rav Zera says, I'm not asking the question, because I think it's a simple answer. So Rav Yaisef tells Rav Zera, he says, no. He, let me explain to you the question. Please ask Ula. Here's the shy. Listen to this. If you put the dough on the side of the flame, there we want to know what is the halacha. And that is a little bit different. Why? Because maybe now that it's being cooked by the heat of the pan, along with a flame being, so you have the pan, you have the dough, and then there's a flame right on top, like a broiler, right? Maybe that's considered an oven, because I have a flame right on top of it. So it's not only being baked by the pan, it's being baked by the flame like an oven on top as well. So Rav Zira says, I don't want to ask that question either. Amar lay, my aim lay. What do you want me to say to him? If I say to him, Amar Lee, he's going to say to me, that a lot of poor people bake their bread like that. Uh, I'm sorry, fry their bread like that. And therefore, it's, um, and therefore it's simple to me that it would still be considered frying. Now, uh, the reason why Aniam would bake their bread like this is because in order to heat up, a, if in a usual frying pan, what do you do? You take a whole um, pile of wood, or you take some wood, you stick a frying pan on top, you let the wood burn, right? Now you got your coals, a gansamaisa, you stick your pan on top, the pan starts to heat up and simmer, you stick your dough in, all right, that's a whole, uh, you have to be able to afford firewood for that. It's much faster, people who don't have that, you know what they do? They they take a cold pe- they take a pen, they put the dough in, they'll light a stick, chvase, whatever it is, and they hold it near and they, they try to get it to bake. They don't have all the uh, you know all this uh, th- these fancy uh, oven style things, and that's how they fry things in a pen as well. And Mamela says Reb Zera that uh, I don't want to ask this to Uli either because the answer is going to be. Um, it's considered a frying pan, and whatever, whether if you paskin like Rish Lakish, you're going to be Potter and Chala. And if you paskin like Rabbi Echanan, you're going to be Chayav and Chala. That's no Shaila either. And now we get up to Omar of Asi. We're two lines from the bottom of Lamed Zion, Omar Beis. And Be'ezas Hashem, tomorrow we will pick up from here. Same time, same place, unless we're in Yerushalayim.